Thanks for tuning in. This is episode number 90, and uh, today I want to bring something fairly short, um, but it's, it's, I think, pretty profound. Um, I've never noticed it before in all the countless times, I'd say, that I have read this book and passage. Um, I've never saw this before, and um, I think it's pretty neat, so I want to pass that on to you um, in this episode. And so before we jump in, I want to thank you for taking the time to follow along with these uh, episodes. Um, If this is your first time, I I welcome you. I pray that uh, God speaks to you through it. And um, it's uh, just a powerful word um, to your soul and heart and mind and that it challenges you and uh, encourages you, beckons you to, to follow him into the depths of what he wants to reveal to you in your own personal life. Um, those are just across the world and other countries. I, um, it's nice to be able to connect here in a, um, I guess, common ground through through Christ. Uh, so, although I may not know your names and faces, um, I feel like we are connected on this journey together as we explore God's Word. So, we'll just um, I'll read the passage and then. We'll just maybe just discuss it. I have nothing prepared. I have simply a um, just kind of an echo of of what stood out to me as I was listening to this as I was mowing my yard, and it just was pretty profound. So um, it's found in Mark chapter three, verse thirteen, and I'll probably read through verse nineteen. And there's really two key ideas that I want to impress and. And maybe if the Holy Spirit uh, leads and uh, I don't waste too much time uh, pausing and stammering, um, then we, we may get to some really neat things. But at the very least, these two, two thoughts I want to share that I think are profound. So Mark chapter 3, verses 13 through 19. And I'm reading out of the NIV. Um, so um, whichever one you have... Uh, It's exciting no matter what translation it is. And it says, Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed twelve that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. These are the twelve he appointed, Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, to them he gave the name Boanerges, which means sons of thunder, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. So, um, I guess one little side note that uh, it kind of sticks out to me as I just read this uh, to you. Jesus went up, verse 13, on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted. 
and they came to him. Now, um, I think about I think about the calling of God, and this isn't to say that God wants some and doesn't want others. This is to me an absurd thought. Um, it's not God's will that any should perish, but that all would would find or come to everlasting life. So this is not to say that God um, wants some and doesn't want others. I don't hold to that thinking at all. I believe it to be inconsistent with Scripture. But I think it is interesting to give some thought to to this verse and what it, and what it's saying here. Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. Now, we know based on the previous verses in chapter 3 that there's Jesus has developed quite a following. Um, we see that crowds have begun to follow Jesus. He's, he's working miracles. He's causing demons to be cast out of people. He's healing those who have uh, particular you know, physical dysfunctions. And he's doing all these things, and it's drawing quite a bit of attention. And we also find him in verse 7, Jesus withdrawing, trying to, to get away from these large crowds, but they're following him. And not only are they following him, but they are actually bringing people from all over uh, that have these issues because they believe that, that if they can come into proximity, if they can just get near enough that he may... That he may touch them, that he would heal them of these diseases that they have. And we also find in verse 11 that when impure spirits or demons uh, being present in people saw him, Jesus, they fell down. They fell down before him in the bodies of their host and cried out, you are the son of God. So these demons had eyes to see who Jesus was, but he gave them strict orders not to tell others about him. Now that's peculiar, I would think. It is to me, I would imagine maybe to you as well. But why, I don't, I don't really have an answer for that here just in the moment organically, but it is something there to, to ponder on. Why would you think that Jesus would would re, um, restrict these evil, unclean spirits to declare the truth about who Jesus is? It's fascinating to me that he would restrict them. I think that's something to ponder on. But here... You may, we may could imagine the scene in verse 13, Jesus up on this mountainside and he is facing, perhaps, facing this crowd of following. And amongst those who are following him are these 12, his 12 disciples, 12 apostles. They, they are perhaps out in this crowd and, and Jesus picks, handpicks these that he um, 
it says, he called to him, called to himself, those he wanted. And when he called him, them, they came to him. Now, um, verse 14, he appointed 12. Now, here's the first really major thing that I want to drive uh, in this in this episode. He appointed 12 that they might be with him. Now, I want you to, if you don't hear anything else, hear that first um, agenda item. He appointed 12 that they, or you could say, so that they might be with him. The primary and first desire of Jesus in his appointment of these 12 is that they might be with him. And that is so important for us to remember in our number one, just day-to-day life. And, you know, as we, as we go through this thing called life, we keep in the front of our mind, always, always visible, written on our hands, um, accessible to our heart, that the primary thing that Jesus is interested in is proximity to him. He appointed these 12. Why? So that they might be with him. Now, it doesn't stop there. But I do want you to notice that that is the first thing mentioned. First mentions carry with them an importance because it's the first, it's it's the first introduction to something of of importance. Typically, also when you are, you know, perhaps introducing people or you're speaking of things, the first to come to mind carries with you a special importance or a significance. So first mentions, especially in Scripture, are important, and we should pay close attention to those points. But he appointed 12 that they might be with him. This is his primary his primary objective and primary focus. Number one is that they would be with him. This is intimacy. This is nearness. This is proximity. And... And so then, but it doesn't stop there, like I said, and there's a and, and that he might send them out to preach, okay? So not only do we have first and primarily intimacy, nearness to Jesus, but there also has to be a proclamation. He might send them out to preach, to proclaim to declare. Okay, so that's number two item that is mentioned. And I think I think there is a sequence that is important here. Number one, number two, number three. I think there is a order of importance. Um, and uh, it's just my perspective in that, but that he might send them out to preach, to proclaim, to declare. So that is a necessary part of those whom he appointed was intimacy, proclamation, and then verse 15, and to have authority to drive out demons. Now, that third component is something that we often di- get disconnected from or or miss out or maybe even perhaps stop short of is this authority, this this power, or one could, you could say, demonstration of power. 
without getting too far into the rabbit hole of um, of what authority and power each believer carries with them um, inherently in the fact that we are now followers of Christ um, indwelled with the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. That same spirit uh, that we carry who we we habitate the Holy Spirit. We are the new temple of God, the tabernacle. This, these are some Old Testament uh, terms, some language, but it embodies this, what happens within this new covenantal uh, agreement between Father and Son, and we now abide in the Son. So we are now indwelled, we are tabernacled by God, through the Holy Spirit. But that third component is something that we often do miss out on or fail to demonstrate or stop short of. And I believe I believe we do so too for a variety of reasons. Um, I think very likely um, a component of that is is due to, um, our ignorance, our lack of understanding, both what who we are in Christ, but but also I think that there's something without without flirting too much with with this line of earning something from God. I think there is something to be said for um, a maturity of rightly stewarding the things of God, whether that, whatever that may look like. You know, God gives us a, we, he gives us assignments. And how do we handle those assignments? They, they may be and very likely are at the beginning, very simple assignments, very um, easy to carry, not, maybe not burdensome. Uh, maybe they don't carry with them too much uh, responsibility in terms of what happens if you blunder that assignment or or not. Um, but what do you do with what he tells you? What do you do with what he speaks to you? And how how obedient are you in responding to his calls as he speaks to you? Um, I think sometimes in our ignorance we fail to carry out these assignments and and it shows a an immaturity in our hearts and in our walk christian walk and when i think about this and again this is all within the lens of authority to drive out not just cast out demons but just demonstrative power we, we fail to see this a lot. Um, and for again, for a variety of reasons, but I do think that it is tied to this, our failure in terms of consecration to the obedience of God, whatever that looks like, living a life that is codependent upon Christ, but also walking a forward movement of of hand in hand with the Holy Spirit. And for for a host of reasons, we get into this place of dysfunction 
and we fail to live into the fullness of what God has designed us for or has determined for us. You know, I've used this analogy before in other episodes, and I, but I think it's completely accurate. If if I give my children the opportunity to to carry out um, a assignment or to carry out a responsibility that they are in no way ready for or uh, responsible enough for, capable to do, then it really puts them in harm's way if I give them my keys to drive my car and they're still young and they've not practiced these things and don't know how to operate a vehicle safely, then that's actually irresponsible of me and I'm putting them in harm. And so if if we find ourselves in situations where God God's de, 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 um, his his heart <laughs> is that we would be effective for him. Uh, and so it's not because we, God's desire is, is for us to not be effective. Why can't we demonstrate this power that we see throughout Scripture? That when you look in some of these pillars of um, the Christian faith that we can read of throughout history that God used mightily and for powerful things, why is it that we can see all these ways in which God used them so powerfully. And are we seeing that in in our day? Now, sure, there are pockets of that in people that we may not know about yet because they're still in obscurity. But I think in a, in a whole body sense of the body of Christ, why do we fail to see that in a holistic shape? And I think it's because we are not ready for for such a thing because if we were given this power by God to do these mighty things our hearts could not sustain the pressure and resist the pride and arrogance and um, all the things failing to maintain humility so I think it is many times the grace of God that keeps us out of that in some regards. Um, but, but we want to experience the fullness of what God has made available. In, in whatever shape and form that looks like, we want, to, we want to demonstrate the reality of God to a world that's hurting and desperate and in, in dire need to to see the reality of who Jesus is not just hear words about him but to to hear to hear the proclamation remember Jesus it says there in our scripture that he appointed the 12 that they would be with him and that they that he would send them out to preach or to proclaim but partnered with the proclamation is a demonstration that has to be present and when it's not present, we are failing to exhibit the fullness available in the gospel. And when you think about, as we declare, as we proclaim this good news, if it is not backed by the authority of heaven 
to enact the will of God on earth as it is in heaven, if it's not backed by that, then those who hear this good news suddenly now have a slightly lowered view, perspective of this. Now, of course, the Holy Spirit can fill in the gaps, make up the hedge, and um, impact them in an interior way that supersedes our insufficiencies. But we are failing to exhibit the fullness of the gospel um, when we do not give ourselves fully to the process of consecration to God so that he can mold and make us so that we can demonstrate the authority that he wants to give us to enact whatever it is he wants to do on the earth. Drive out demons, heal the sick, make the blind to see, heal the lame, raise the dead. All of these things, this is just a this is just a small list. Think about all the dysfunctions that we see throughout our world, all the dysfunctions, all the sickness. Um, Christ has authority over all of those. And I pray even now, those who are listening to this now, that they would find wholeness and healing and deliverance and freedom and restoration through the name of Jesus. Just by hearing the word, um, I pray that that comes to you even now. And so Jesus in verse 16, it gives us this list of who he appointed. Now this is the final thought. This, wow, I just kind of went on for <laughs> quite a while here just randomly. But um, I do think that this is, this is the final thought that I want to leave, uh, leave you with. Um, and, and it's not random. I, I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit would speak and uh, I pray that it would be useful to him. But verse 16, these are the 12, and they list the 12. Now, I, I don't necessarily have an answer for this, but it's, this is interesting to me. These are the 12 he appointed. Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter. So S- Simon gets a renaming. Number In verse 17, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. To them he gave the name Boanerges, which means sons of thunder. So these two fellas get a renaming as well. They kind of have a nickname maybe, perhaps. And then it tells us the rest of the, the guy's names. But there's no, there's no other names there. And But we also know that as you read, make your way through the Gospels and familiarize yourself with that, you'll notice that Simon um, or Peter, Peter, James, and John. These are the three who are in the, if you will, inner circle of Jesus. But we find, we find these three also being renamed. But we don't see that out of the other nine, I guess. It's, it's interesting to me, and I'm, I'm inclined to ask the question, why? Why do these other disciples who are called later on apostles, why is it that they... What, what was it about those three, about Peter, James, and John? What was it that permitted them into um, a, a relationship with Christ who was permitted, who permitted them to see things that the others didn't see, who got to go places the others didn't go? What was it about them? Now, we know that Scripture tells us that, that um, God is not a respecter of persons. 
So it's not like um, that there was something about those three um, that um, God necessarily res- respected over the others or saw the others as, as lesser. Um, that, that's not consistent with Scripture. But as I sit here and I speculate and I think about what, what, what could distinguish them, what could get them into places that they, that their, that their peers, were not were not there? What got them a renaming that didn't, that wasn't given to their peers? Um, maybe they had a hunger. Maybe they. Maybe they determined. To, to be close to him, to get into this secret place with him that um, maybe the others didn't have. But um, again, this is, this is me speculating, but I think it's important to ask those questions because through the questions is where we discover um, the, the, the majesty of Scripture that the Holy Spirit can reveal to us the depths of God that um, that we may not have had access to before. Um, I was talking with a friend uh, at a gathering uh, just the other day about this, um, the necessity for for hunger and seeking. And we know that when we seek, we will find. So perhaps these three, uh, Peter, James, and John, exhibited something special because it reflected their hunger to to be close, to be near, to pursue. Um, you see this theme come up a lot in Song of Solomon, the pursual of God. So um, I think that's where I'll leave it. Um, I'll uh, give you something to chew on, to think on. And um, contact info is in the uh description of the episode, um, the Bible study podcasts, um, at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. If you have particular requests of scripture that you'd like for me to go over, um, or to discuss, uh, give my perspective, I'd love to. And, uh, so reach out, um, and, it, or if you just wanted to say hi and tell me where you're coming from, uh, that would be fantastic to connect to. We have, uh, the Facebook has, has a, um, a study group or a discussion group that that you can join and be a part of um, and shares episodes on there. Um, I have links to some of the books that I have out and uh, would encourage you. I feel like they will be a blessing. Um, so that's available as well through Amazon. Uh, links are provided there. So anyways, I think this is where we'll cut off and I appreciate you taking the time. Hope it was a blessing and we will see you on the next one. God bless. If it means I'm close to you. I would trade a million lifetimes for a moment here with you.